Did you guys have some questions we wanted to talk about? Did you have any just open questions? I have a question. I know. So currently I am reading one of Susie Orman's like latest books and, and I've read things before and I think we learn things and then things are changing. Like mm-hmm. we talk about real estate and all that, mm-hmm. like retirement, that's, scares me now i mean and you that? guys are you know either done it or close to it or whatever but like times have changed for now and so for me that wasn't something that i learned about early on i feel like now i'm just kind of grasping mm-hmm. what that really means and what that looks like mm-hmm. and then having a child as well is not only do you want to be you know retirement for yourself but you also want to be in a position where you don't need your child or kids or whatever you know that you can be financially secure without Mm -hmm. them about being a burden on them or vice versa being able to do things Mm -hmm. for them outside of retirement so I guess for someone like me who still probably has another 25 plus years you know Mm -hmm. working like how can you really just start to think about it because now it's just become a reality to me. I'm like, that's so far away, like mm-hmm. retirement, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, how do I start focusing on it a little bit more and thinking of it as a reality? Yeah. So one of the <clears> things <throat> that I think will be good for you is to visualize like what you see yourself doing in retirement. Like, how do you define retirement for you? Like for some people, you know, think about that. Like for some people, retirement means I'm going to work this job and I'm not going to do anything else. And I'm going to just have money coming in and then I could just decide whatever I want to do from there. That's retirement. That's what that picture looks like for them. For other people, it may be. I am going to transition from whatever I'm doing now and I'm going to do something that I always have wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That could be whatever they define that to be. So first think about what that picture looks like and what time frame you want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, is it 20 years from now? Is it 40 years mm-hmm. from now? Because it's really a matter of do you have the money to be able to live whatever mm-hmm. that visualization is that you have in your mind about quote unquote retirement. Because in terms of retirement, typically as we think about no longer working, more and more people are living longer. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we have to think about. We live about a third of our lives like working, a third of our lives preparing to work, a third Mm -hmm. of our lives working, and then a third of our lives Mm -hmm. like not working per se, because our life expectancy is is a longer time period. Mm -hmm. You know, so visualizing what that looks like for you. How many years will it take for you to get there? That's and then really working back in terms mm-hmm. of, okay, working with a financial right. advisor on a one-on-one mm-hmm. basis to customize a plan to say, you know what, for you to be here, this is how much money you need. Right. Can I say sure, something? I, I just thought it was interesting. Who are you again? And Melinda. I am Melinda. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting at the job that they would start marketing these retirement seminars to you if you were within five years of retirement. And I went to one of those and I thought to myself, this is something that they should be providing to people the minute they start working. So then they can look at everything and decide, well, how long do I really want to work here? And what do I want to do once I stop working Mm -hmm. here? And where do I invest and where do I go? So what you said, talking to a financial advisor, I 
don't think it's too early to start Absolutely. doing that for the millennials, for you. The earlier you can start looking at that and thinking about that and what you said, looking at, you know, what do you want retirement to, to look, look like? And I wish I had, I did engage in that, but I wish I had looked at that earlier. Mm-hmm. Then I started looking at that and looking and thinking and preparing for retirement. Mm-hmm. And I look at retirement as a transition because mm-hmm. it gives you the opportunity to now do some of the things that you want to do. I enjoyed working. But there were some things I didn't like about it. But just retirement, I just look at it, that transition to really kind of do the things that you want to do. So start thinking about that as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A question? Are yeah, you ready question. For question. Sure. Okay. All right. So this is Denise. Mm-hmm. And my question was, do you recommend buying stock for an everyday budget kind of person like me? Or should you focus more on a more secure investment like a savings or you know a mutual fund or some other type of fund to, because I know they say when you buy stock because sometimes we say oh you should buy stock in this and that and there's certain things I'm like oh I should buy stock in this company I use it so much or whatever but it's like if you buy stock it's like whatever you invest in it it's like you're willing to lose it all because you know just recently the stock market took a big nosedive because I looked at my latest annuity mm-hmm. balance and I was like beginning and then end. I was like, Dah. But you know, so I and because I am that my profile for finances and quarters, I just I just the idea of it is like what? So you just put this money and like it may just go down the tube. So what's your So take your on question today? is whether or not individual stocks or stock mutual funds? Well, when I say stock in general, the stock as market, opposed, yeah, as opposed to something market. else in terms of savings, instead of yes, okay. it's something more secure. We're not millionaires. It's one thing right. if you just got all this excess money and like, okay, I can lose this and I'm still fine. I'm not that person. So. Right. So first of all, I just want to give a disclosure that I'm not giving investment advice. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let me put that out. Okay. 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 Um, the second thing that I would say is that you know when you look at investing, I want you to think about it like building a house mm-hmm. if you're building a house the first thing that you want to do is have a solid foundation and you're going to build that solid foundation by having a really solid savings plan mm-hmm. okay that savings plan is it will be available if you have emergencies or something like that you know that comes up at the same time you also want to plan for the future where you want to put your money somewhere where it's actually going to grow you want to plant that seed and the whole purpose for it is for that seed to grow. You don't want to be able to access that money if an emergency comes up. And that's when investing in stocks and and mutual funds, something that's going to grow your money is going to be beneficial to you because you're planting a seed for the future. Just like one of the questions that we had about inflation, cost of goods and services are going up and then you want to make sure that your money is keeping pace of it. So whether or not you're single or married, you still want to develop that financial house by having a certain amount in a savings. And you probably want to, again, talk with the financial advisor in terms of what that amount is. A lot of times we're here three to six months so that if something happens, you know, you have that money available. And then from there, you do want to look at growing your money and just knowing like, 
how you feel about risk. And there are evaluations that you can do, like a risk tolerance level, to see what kind of risk that you're just comfortable with and that you're not comfortable with. And then from there, making a decision regarding where you will put your money to get you some growth. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, good. Could I suggest something? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I was just thinking about when you're saying investing, and I know my risk tolerance, it's kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to maybe suggest something that my son gave us an idea to do. My son, my daughter, my husband, the four of us. We started kind of investing together and kind of making decisions about where we would invest. Some people may have a higher risk tolerance than others. And so maybe I I might recommend finding some people, your daughter or some people that you might want to go in and try that. And then you share the risk and then you are using other people's interests where they want to invest, Mm -hmm. maybe insight that they have Mm -hmm. to come up with a good investment plan, where you want to invest, what stock you want to buy. So I found that to be kind of a good idea. That's pretty interesting. An investment club and... What's interesting is that the research shows that investment clubs that women mm-hmm. form, mm-hmm. where it's all women, because typically what you hear is that as women, we have a tendency to be a little more conservative mm-hmm. than men. Men right. are usually more aggressive yeah. in terms of investing. Mm-hmm. But what this research actually shows is that as women, we're also researchers. Mm-hmm. We have a t- mm-hmm. t- tendency to dig in the mm-hmm. research. Right. And with the investment clubs, you decide which companies you're going to invest in. Right. But what the result has shown that historically, all women investment clubs, the returns have been higher. Wow. And I think it's because we are detail-oriented. Yeah, right. yeah. We are going to do our research. We're not going to act like we know everything because right. we're going to do our research. Right. And I thought that that's, that was pretty that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And men are that. more risk-taking. Yeah, right. they are. I that's see it in my they're... students. Right. The, in terms the males of their... are just, that sometimes they might be a little bit more impulsive than the females. Mm-hmm. But the females will be actually buy it right that they're not willing to share right so that's interesting yeah so you know the thing about it also is that again knowing what your money profile is and then like i want you to really think about what are your guiding forces in terms of like how you make decisions like if you would have a money mantra about yourself like what Hmm. and, and let me give you an example i was talking to this older couple and we were talking about money mantras money mantras are just your guidelines in terms of how you spend your money. And it's based on what you determine as your unique values are. So I was talking to this older couple and they were telling me that their young adult children were telling them, hey, mom and dad, why don't you guys buy a newer car and you need to get some new furniture in here. And why don't you all do, they were telling them all this stuff that, why don't you do this to your house, get some new furniture, you need new cars and all of this. And we were talking about money mantras in this class, and they said, they told their children, listen, we're at a point in our lives where we really value traveling. We want to travel. We don't want to buy a new car. We don't want brand new furniture. So they said that their money mantra was, we spend small so that we can go big. (laughs) Okay? You know what? This is what my money mantra is. So this is my guiding force in terms of why I do 
what I do. So I want you guys to just think a minute about like what your values are and what you would say as your money mantra is. I, I'll share with you one of mine's and I actually kind of piggyback back on, <laughs> on what they were saying yeah. because one of the things that I like to do, I like to travel and I want to travel more. And that's something that I just love like experiencing different, you know, cultures, different places. And of course, you know, it costs money. And so at work, a lot of times I brown bag and I don't go out to eat a lot, you know, in terms of lunch and everything. So I came up with this money mantra that says, I choose to brown bag it so I can pick up my baggage at the airport. <laughs> you know? So think a few minutes, just kind of think about, okay, what would you describe as your money mantra? And sometimes it can change over time. So I'm going to give you a few minutes to think and I want to share with you another situation I had, I was talking with the lady and she asked me, she says, you know what, Althea, I'm thinking about not putting any money in my 401k this year. Let me tell you why. She said, one of my good friends died mm -hmm. unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And I know we used to have these conversations about making these contributions on a regular basis and preparing ourselves financially and all this. And she said, you know, she just died. Mm -hmm unexpectedly. And there were so many things that I know that she wanted to do. And she said, and because of that, I'm not putting any money in my 401k this year. The money that I was going to put in my 401k this year, I am going to use that money to pay for some things that I've had on my bucket list, things that I really want to do and I keep putting off. And so she asked me, what do you think? You think that's a bad idea? And as we were having a conversation, I said, well, what is it that you value at this time? And she said, right now, I value life and doing some things that, that I've been putting on my bucket list that I've been putting back and back and I haven't done those things. And so I don't know what the impact of that is going to be if I don't put money in my 401k plan. So as we were talking, I said, well, maybe the strategy should be knowing what the impact is going to be. And then you're making a decision as to whether or not you really want to do that. It's the decision is yours. But again, our values can change over time, mm -hmm. over circumstances. But I always say to thine own self, be true. Mm -hmm. You know, know what mm -hmm. our values are, mm -hmm. know our truth. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that we're living that out in terms of how we spend our money. Because sometimes mm -hmm. we say we value one thing and then we find this conflict mm -hmm. in terms of how we're actually spending our money. So if we can think of our money mantra, that's going to help us in terms of that guiding force regarding the decisions that we make. So how'd you do, guys? What'd you come up with? Anybody? Come on, at least. I have okay. something, but mine is very similar to yours. We both <laughs> value traveling, and I really enjoy that. And mine is I take leftovers to work so I can have layovers in international <laughs> And right. it's changing. I would say now. <laughs> and you are Nikki. No, that was Denise. I'm sorry. Thanks, I didn't Denise. know what I said. <laughs> so currently, I guess just, you know, having a kid, being a single mom, I'll say 
I'll be whack so he can win. <laughs> so basically, you know, not maybe doing as much for myself and trying to invest a little bit more in him. And I think I struggle with, you know, I feel like, oh, he deserves this or he, you know, and again, when it's all just love, but it's like, you know, I want you to be able to do swim class or, you know, be at a school I like or, you know, whatever. So I think that's probably my biggest sacrifice Mm -hmm. is, you know, trying to make sure he's okay. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm buying cheap worker (laughs) shoes. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. That would probably be wrong. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, mine is not sexy, but it's um, (laughs) sexy. sexy. I said I'll be wet. (laughs) But it's a reason why, right? Right. So, I have enjoyed the moment while preparing for the future. Because I think sometimes we can get so caught up in, am I going to have enough for retirement? Which mm-hmm. all of that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we miss out in enjoying the moment. Right. And I think, right. you know, I've been there in the past. And so that's kind of my mantra. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's about finding the right balance. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Balance. Exactly. So I was struggling. And this is Didi, right? This is Didi, yes. <laughs> I keep coming up with like very literal stuff, but it kind of has a deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. Like, what's it really going to cost? And is this the best price? And cost can be mm-hmm. my time. Mm-hmm. Right. Am I going to have mm-hmm. to work mm-hmm. more years instead of retirement? Mm-hmm. Am I going to have to pay more to maintain whatever mm-hmm. this is? So what's the real cost mm-hmm. of it, not just monetary? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I am a bargain shopper, so mm-hmm. is this the best price? Mm-hmm. Do I need to buy this coat in September or do I need to buy it in March when it's 75% off? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what I said. Yeah, because the thing about it is that is if we can be true to ourselves and determine what our money mantra is, mm-hmm. again, that can be the guiding force. I want to mm-hmm. challenge you guys and I want to challenge our listeners to come up with at least three money mantras mm-hmm. that you can identify that relates to your values and how you can use money as a tool to live your values out. Our website, we have the links there as well, but think about your money mantras and again, how you can live out your life to your true self.